Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Most people feel the Philadelphia Eagles had the best draft. Well, my feeling about the draft is until you know what you have, how can you grade the draft, right? Well, I mean, look, grading drafts is always an idiotic process because you don't, you know, you don't know what the real result is. And the other part of the idiot process of it is everybody thinks that the players that you pick are going to be stars and starters. And if you really look at how drafts are run, if you get two starters out of a draft, and I'm just talking about starters, I'm not talking about stars, but if you get starters out of an average draft, two of them, and you do that over a, you average that over, say, a five or six year period of time, you're doing some stellar work um, as, a, as a GM or personnel man, whatever, or coach who's picking players, whoever it happens to be who's in charge. Um, you know, and if you get a quarterback along the way, you're, it's stupendous kind of work, right? Like it's just historic. Um, so I, I don't know what Philadelphia has or doesn't have. They certainly have a guy who in Jalen Carter who can be a game wrecker, and you know has proved that. You know, twitchy, great looking athlete. He's also kind of a turd as a human being, um, and I'm not just talking about the car accident. There's plenty of other things that happen. And, you know, his mother is way too involved in his life and his career. Like his mother called um, Kirby Smart when the rumors started coming out about him being a bad guy. And she screamed at Kirby Smart that he was leaking information and people on the staff were leaking information. She didn't think about the fact that maybe your kid is just a jackass, right? And maybe you need to fix your kid, Hmm. not fix the rumors, right? And so, like, that's what you're dealing with. And the other problem is that he's going to, you know, Philadelphia, where they already have Jordan Davis, the other kid out of Georgia who he's buddies with, essentially, who's kind of lazy, too. Um, So I don't know what Jalen Carter's going to be. He could be, if he works hard and he plays hard and everything, he could be the number one player overall and, you know, be on a career towards being a you know a hall of fame player and all these great things that we talk about but if he's you know a turd along the way then maybe this blows up in their face you know you never know with these these kinds of kids and so that's why you know you have a draft and like did you take good value you can we can kind of figure that out based on people's boards and they took good value philadelphia took a guy who has a chance to be a, a game-wrecking kind of player. When you now, com- make him that. Yeah, when you compare the two conferences, I think it's clear that the AFC might be deeper in terms of teams that could win championships and so on. I would say the Eagles are probably the favorite to come out of the NFC. They did last year, obviously, although they lost in the Super Bowl. 
But the AFC, I mean, you got Kansas City. Can they repeat? Sure. Uh, you got Buffalo. My question about, and everybody's saying, well, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, is a premier quarterback now in the AFC. Well, let's look at it. You got Josh Allen. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm leaving somebody out. Um, you've got Justin, uh, just, Justin Herbert. Justin and, Herbert. You got and, Trevor and Lawrence. You got Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh, I mean, right. you got it's very deep. Uh, would you say that that Aaron Rodgers is top five quarterback in the AFC, top three quarterback in the AFC? Where would you rank him? Top five, certainly. Um, I would say it's Patrick Mahomes. I got a tough one between Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers, probably Aaron Rodgers to my liking. Josh Allen comes next. Uh, and then probably, probably Justin Herbert and then Trevor Lawrence. So there's your top six right off the bat. And we haven't really even, you know, Lamar Jackson's seventh in that, and he's awfully good. Uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, Cleveland, Deshaun, what is Deshaun Watson? Exactly. Does what, what does he come back to be? If he's anything close to what he was when he was in Houston, you're, I mean, that's eight quarterbacks. Uh, that's half the quarterbacks that are guys who are capable of taking you to a Super Bowl. Remember what you know, I said that, before, I said before about the Eagles, you can't evaluate the draft until you get into it. Well, you, you start looking at the Jets deal for, to getting Rodgers. Uh, you know, who got the better end of the deal? Well, hold off. Let's find out. If Aaron Rodgers gets him into the playoffs, that's mm-hmm. one thing. If they go deep into the playoffs, then you got the better end of the deal, right? Well, like you always go back to the Herschel Walker deal. And, you know, we're going way back in time to what, 1989 it was. Right. And the Dallas newspapers after the Herschel Walker deal said that the Cowboys got and Jimmy Johnson got ripped off and they got taken to the cleaners because Minnesota got the one key player in Herschel Walker that they needed to put them over the top and make them a Super Bowl champion and yada, 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 yada. Go back 30-something years at this point in time, and that is the biggest landslide victory draft for the Dallas Cowboys in the history of the NFL. Sure. So so let's just wait it out. Let's hey, see Jason, Jason, uh, let's face it. The Cowboys got somebody named Emmett Smith in that deal, didn't they? Well, they got the, the draft pick that got him the rights to Emmett Smith. Yes, yeah. exactly right. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it, it you just don't know how it's going to work out until much, much later. And, you know, I always, you know, people say to me, oh, Denver took a terrible player in the, what was it, the third round when they took Brock Osweiler. He never paid off. And, you know, then he went, you know, they went to Houston and he was terrible and got traded to Cleveland and came back to Denver and they was out of the league. And, you know, Brock Osweiler this and that, you know, he's terrible. Well, let me just say this. Brock Osweiler played five or six games, critical games for Denver that one year before he became a free agent and they won the Super Bowl. And he got them through those games. I think they went four and two in those games or five and one in those games. And granted, it was a lot on the defense, but he made enough big plays in that game to get them through it. That alone was worth the draft pick that they paid for Brock Osweiler. If you're saying, if you know that if you take this kid in the second round, you're eventually going to win a Super Bowl, that's a great deal. That's a great pick. 
even if he is not a lifetime player, if he plays five or six critical games for you that helps win your championship, that's a huge payoff. Jets haven't been to the to the playoffs in 13 years. Uh, you're looking at a guy that can take him into the playoffs, but let's look at the quarterbacks that went in this draft. I mean, Bryce Young out of Alabama goes number one to Carolina. Uh, C.J. Stroud goes number two to Houston. Anthony Richardson goes number four to Indianapolis. And Will Davis dropped to 33. Will Levis, rather, dropped to 33 going to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because they have Ryan Tannehill. And you wonder who's their number one quarterback today, who will be their number one quarterback in September. Uh, Well, I think it's Ryan Tannehill is probably the answer to both of those questions for now. Um, Because I think if they're keeping Derrick Henry at this point in time, they are still believing that they're a playoff contender. And Rabel's not going to want to back down. And they'll make more of a transition. If they decide to move on from Derrick Henry and do some other things, then you you could speed up that process and get to Will Levis much faster than you you might otherwise think so there's some still still some things to be worked out um for tennessee cj stroud you know i hope for the best for that kid i there's some stuff in his profile that i don't like um you know the the you know some of the football acumen stuff you kind of wonder about anthony richardson is a great story um amazing athlete uh, amazingly good kid too, you know, really earnest. Um, everybody in Gainesville, where I lived for 15 years, tells me great things about that kid. Um, said he's wonderful, but there's there's nothing that makes up for the fact that he only threw 393 passes in college. Hmm. That's it, 393. And if you look since 1990, among all the first round draft picks in college, the um, the only first round draft pick, uh, at quarterback to throw fewer passes since 1990 is, is Trey Lance. And that hasn't worked out very well for San Francisco yet. So to me, you know, there's, you know, this is an uphill battle for Anthony Richardson and how they're going to get him ready, especially at a time in the NFL where offseason work is as light and meaningless as it has ever been. Long-time NFL writer Jason Cole, before I let you go, you are a uh, voter for the Hall of Fame, right? Yes, I am. My question uh, about the Hall of Fame uh, is that if you have, and let's use O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. in this particular discussion, uh, we don't have to discuss his checkered past. He's in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any kind of a mechanism where if somebody uh, goes to jail, they should be taken out of the Hall of Fame. Well, is there a mechanism? No, that's up to the Hall of Fame to decide what they want to do. Um, you know, it's not in our hands. And uh, I, I think, personally, yes, there are, there are standards. What are those standards? That's where you get in trouble. Like, what are you, what are you going to establish as this makes him a removable player um, if he crosses this line, is it financial crime? Is it physical crime upon other people? You know, what is it? I think we can all pretty much agree that 
in O.J. Simpson's case, he should have been taken out of the Hall of Fame if that mechanism existed. It mm-hmm. does not. And they chose not to put it in um, because it does, I will also say, open up a pretty big can of worms. And it allows for people to be judgmental about, you know, at what level are we talking about that a person should be should be taken out? You know, where does LT and his checkered drug path and some of his activities, where does that put LT? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of guys. And frankly, I sort of appreciate the Pro Football Hall of Fame saying we're not going to judge people off the field. We're only judging them for what they did on the field and how they affected the game and what they did there. Now, there's a there is a slight difference here. Like when Darren Sharper was on the ballot, and I had a chance to vote to advance him into the discussion phase. I'm not voting. I'm not voting for Darren Sharper. The guy's in prison. You know, he took advantage of women. He drugged them. Um, he sexually assaulted them, you know, go on and on and on. I'm not going to vote for him if you're giving me the, the choice of whether I'm going to vote for him or not. But with a guy like O.J. Simpson, that was done, you know, he was voted into the Hall of Fame long before he got in trouble. You're in San Jose. I am. Um, if Dion Warwick is right here, she would sing the song, but she's not. <laughs> and a salute to Bert, Bert Bacharach, yeah. who just passed away. Yes. Yeah, 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 you're right. Hey, appreciate your insight as always, Jason. You stay safe. Thanks. Uh, you too, Howard. Take care. Thanks. He's uh, Jason Cole, longtime NFL writer. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about um, talk about the NBA. Uh, right now and and to the point of last night i watched celtics blow out philadelphia by 34 points you just don't see that in the nba playoff game i mean jalen brown and, and malcolm brogdon combined for 48 points on a night where they didn't need jason tatum who didn't play that much to begin with but this series is now tied to the game of peace they're going back to philadelphia where they'll play the next two games Joel Embiid was played his game back after sitting out the last game with an injury. He is obviously a vital piece for the 76ers. Tonight, game two. Um, I beg your pardon. The game three will be in Philadelphia tomorrow night with the series tied at the game of peace. Tonight, the Lakers play Golden State. This is a mouthwatering series. From the standpoint of you have two great players in Steph Curry, LeBron James, and let's not forget Anthony Davis. This is a this is a, a game, a series filled with stars. The defending uh, uh, champ, you, you look at, this, at the Warriors and what they've done, winning championships and so on. The Lakers had to go to the play-in round. And LeBron James once said he wasn't for the play-in round. Well, it wasn't for the play-in round, my man. <laughs> you wouldn't be in the playoffs right now. The fact you've earned your way to this point. The problem the Lakers have is the series uh, is, uh, I mean, right now the Lakers have, uh, you know, one game edge. They're at Golden State for game two. The problem that the Lakers have is that they play every other night. Well, that could take its toll on LeBron James and Anthony Davis as well. Anthony Davis is a horse. He's playing like a superstar. He was a superstar. He's now a double superstar. 
Anthony Davis has to play at that high level, but they can't go game in and game out playing 40 plus minutes each, he and James, and expect to be successful. This has got to be a short series if you're looking for the key to L.A. They got to go to Golden State tonight and win and go up 2-0 going back home to Los Angeles. It's as simple as that. Can they do that? Sure. Will they? Let's find out. But Steph Curry gets on a roll like he did a couple of nights ago when he dropped 50 and to, against Sacramento. He could do that again. I like the Lakers in this series. I really do. Uh, as for Denver, this is the quietest number one team in the West I've ever seen. They lead this series with Phoenix at two games to none. Nobody's talking about Denver. Why not? Jokic is defending, well, he's not the Hall of uh, the MVP now. Joel Embiid won it just a couple of days ago. But Jokic is one, a two-time MVP. Why are they not giving Denver any respect? I don't know. Uh, and then the finally, the Knicks in Miami, a game of peace in the series that the first team to draw blood is going to win because it's very physical. And it's initiated primarily by the Knicks. They like playing this way. They like hitting people. And Miami is tough enough to withstand it. Miami did not have Jimmy Butler, and that cost them the game. They still could have won the game. A little break here, a little break there. They're up 2-0 in the series, but it's 1-1 going, uh, going, um, going back to Miami. I think that this Miami Knicks series is going to be very telling. I still think if it goes seven games, I like the Knicks. If it goes six games, I like the Warriors. I mean, I like the Heat. All I can say is that the NBA right now is fun to watch. It really is. Enjoy it when you can. I'm Howard David. Thanks for being a part of Howard David Live, and you stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.